Hello, friends, and welcome to the Kindred Life Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Marie Bailey, a regenerative farmer, author, wife, and mom, and I'm so glad you're here. Join me each week as I share encouraging and faith-filled stories, prompts, challenges, and conversations that will breathe life into your days and moments so you can dig more deeply into a life of connection right where you are. Do you want to live more bravely, purposefully, and connected to the people and tangible experiences that matter most? Then listen in. Hey friends, it is so good to be back with you again this week and man, what a day it has been. We are currently getting ready for our second annual family-friendly dinner here on the farm this Saturday. Several hundred people are going to be here and also we have the farm store Saturday morning plus we have a kimchi experience that we're having on the farm next week. So there is a lot going on. So If you're listening to this the week that this episode is releasing, know that there's still time to get tickets for some of our upcoming events. So definitely check out thekindredfarm.com for that. But I did such a variety of things today. I pruned all of our tomatoes in the greenhouse. I harvested zinnias and some of them had the longest stems I have ever seen, like almost two feet long. And I don't know what caused that, but it has been totally crazy. I harvested several baskets full of calendula flowers for our special calendula salve that we make. I harvested a bazillion cucumbers. I cannot believe we already have this many cucumbers already. Um, Every year I say I'm going to plant less cucumber plants. I actually wrote a letter to my 2023 self last summer and said, you do not need more cucumber plants. Plant less cucumbers next year. And I did, and I still have too many cucumbers. But it's great because I I harvested a ginormous bucket full of those, and um, my mother-in-law is actually visiting, so we're going to be making some cucumber kimchi out of those cucumbers, and it's going to be so crunchy and delicious. My mouth is kind of watering just thinking about it. What else did I do today? I did a quick workout on the front porch. Um, I might share a little bit more later about that. And um, I helped my mother-in-law make lunch for our family and for our staff that's here today, getting prepped for everything. And now I feel like I can barely walk. (laughs) It actually feels great to sit down for a few minutes and get to chat with you. So I am so glad you're here and getting to do this podcast each week is honestly one of my favorite things. So thank you for the 20-ish minutes that you spend here each week. There are some super fun conversations coming up. I will definitely be having my husband Stephen back for another no edit podcast. That one has been super popular. So I know that you guys really love that. So I will have him back soon and I have several other people coming on to share some fascinating stories. So stay tuned. There's so much goodness on the way. One quick thing I'd love to ask your help with. If you're loving this podcast, the best thing you could do right now is just share it with a friend. I would love for you to share it with some other people who might not already know about this podcast. I still believe that word of mouth is the most effective way to share things that inspire us. So I would love your help with that. The next best thing you can do is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps other people find the show. And I am so grateful for every one of those five-star reviews out there. Um, Thank you if you've written one. I so appreciate it and I read every single one. 
Okay, so let's dive in to what I wanted to share with you today. There is a quote by writer and theologian Frederick Buechner that has been on my mind a lot lately. And this is the quote. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. So I used to see this quote all the time. It was painted on a giant mural outside one of my favorite coffee shops, Oak Cliff Coffee, in our old neighborhood in Dallas. We lived in an area of Dallas called Oak Cliff. It was super fun, so funky. I miss our neighborhood so much. I used to love seeing that mural, and it just reminded me of it every time I would pass by. I'll actually put a photo of it. Um, I found it in my old, old, old Instagram archives, so I'll put it up on the blog post for this episode so you can see what it looked like. But I've been thinking about that quote again. I think there's something about how we are made as humans that we have a deep desire to return to the light. We don't want to live in a terrible place for long. We don't want to live in a place of darkness. We mourn and we feel the deep pain. Yes, of course. We're reminded that our lives are fragile, but we need to rise up in hope and we need beauty like bread. We must have beauty to keep going. So of course, none of us would choose the terrible, right? We only have two choices though when something terrible does happen. We can choose to wallow in fear and darkness, or we can choose light and hope. There really is no other choice. So let's talk about that hope. Let's talk about the hopeful part of the beauty that keeps us going even in those hard times. So here on the farm, I'm often reflecting on this concept of how much of life is filled with contrast. I see this all the time, the dark and the light, the hard and the easy, the beautiful and the terrible. We've lost some of our most beloved farm animals just days after an epic farm dinner that was filled with immeasurable joy. Every year I experience the sadness when all our flowers are killed by a frost and the thousands of flowers that we grow six months out of the year are more treasured when we don't have them the other six months. When there is that feeling of loss and having to let go. Life is more precious when we know the feeling of it slipping out of our hands, when we can't control losing a thing we loved. Beauty is so important and my soul craves it. All of our souls crave beauty in one way or another because that is just how we're wired. And it's essential, I think, to look for and notice beauty every single day. But seeing the beauty in the mess, I feel like is something else altogether. So some of you might be in the stage of having small children still. When I had really small children, I had to choose this perspective change every day. (laughs) I had to choose to look past the fact that there was still dried egg on my chin when sticky toddler hands had touched my face at breakfast and that there was glitter all over the floor that wasn't coming off anytime soon and that there was paint smeared on my freshly clean shirt and an entire box of brand new Q-tips that was mysteriously scattered all over my bathroom floor. If I could just stop the cleanup and the rushing and the busyness long enough, I would look into the eyes of my child or my husband or even my own self in the mirror and realize that life is just messy. And that's what truly makes it precious. When my older daughter was a toddler, she jumped off the coffee table one morning, knocked the wind out of herself, and had a seizure on the living room floor. 
it was honestly one of the most terrifying, terrible moments of my entire life. I remember crying out, Stephen, in this like distorted, frantic version of my voice that's reserved only for panic. Thankfully, he was working from home that day. This is when we still lived in Dallas, in an urban neighborhood, and he was working from home for our small business, Urban Acres, and he was just outside the back door in the backyard. And honestly, my voice was so frantic that it carried that far, like could have shattered glass. When he got to the living room, our daughter was still having a seizure and her eyes were rolled back in her head. The only thing that we knew to do was to hold her and speak calmly over her while the seizure completed itself. It was probably about 30 seconds, but felt like an eternity. After rushing her to the doctor, she ended up being fine, thankfully, and her brain had actually done what it was supposed to do to protect her. But after that, I was rattled for weeks. A door had been cracked open. Life is more fragile than I thought. I admit it, I got rid of the darn coffee table. She had also busted her forehead open on that same square coffee table when she was a toddler. So I declared that I was done with that piece of furniture and never wanted to see it in my house again. I was also tempted to pad my daughter's body with pillows every time she sat on the couch. And I may or may not have done that the first few days after her accident. But I realized quickly that that was no way to live. Padding my toddler so she could be in some way safer creates a life of fear, not just for myself, but for her too. That terrible event invaded our lives that day and it felt like something had been kind of tarnished in a way. Something bad had entered and we would never be the same again. Now, I think our world has become obsessed with the word safe, particularly in the last several years. And it's further driven this idea that we can somehow create ultimate safety here for ourselves on earth. And of course, there are things that we can do to make this world safer for all of us. And everyone should have access to basic safety free from war and guns and threats and poverty. I have a background in social justice and I will continue to use my voice and my dollars to fight for that as long as I live. But the truth and the reality is we're never fully free from risk while we're walking on this earth. There are so many people going through hard things right now. Serious illnesses or losing parents, maybe business struggles or friendship conflicts. And then there's the bigger tragedies that plague our world every day. I don't know about you, but I don't love pushing through challenges and struggles. I prefer to exist in an idealistic world where everything is rainbows and butterflies, where there's perfectly grown lettuce outside my back door that looks like roses and no pests ever attack it. My children are always kind, and I have a cozy hygge-filled life of lattes and books and sunset yoga on the front porch. (laughs) These things are all great and even important to have from time to time. But a life of only good things and no struggle is unrealistic, and it's also just not what life is about here on earth. The older I get, the more I see that I grew the most in the times when I had to be pushed to the end of my strength, when I had to fight for the good, and when I had to keep looking for the light when I had to keep seeing the beauty to survive. 
seeing the beauty that was written in the world for us by God himself is one of the ways that we can survive hard things because it means that God is about making things new. If flowers can bloom in spring right on schedule, if rainbows can arch across the sky after a tremendous thunderstorm, what can he do in us? We're his best creations. I think one of the big problems is that we're not comfortable with the tension. We're not comfortable with the tension between the good and the hard and the beautiful and the terrible. And that's human. That's honestly human. But the more that we can learn to live in that tension, I think that that is where true life and true growth happens. One of my and Stephen's dear friends and a counselor that we so deeply respect, Billy Grammer, said this quote. He says, the basic structure of the universe is one of paradox or dialectic, which is the phenomenon of two interacting forces, each of which find their meaning in the context of the other. For example, male and female, talker and listener, maximizer and minimizer, spender and saver. On the surface, there are two opposite polarities, each apparently contradicting the other. But what is found on a deeper level is the truth that both polarities are needed to express a greater truth and a greater reality. The tension that exists between these polarities is the drive mechanism for personal growth. But Our great temptation is to eradicate one side of the polarity so as to bring instant relief from the tension. The point is this. God has designed the universe with this built-in tension so as to push us toward the journey of growth, death, and resurrection. We, in turn, are very reluctant to grow and wish to constantly get out of this tension so that we don't have to grow. The truth is that every relationship we participate in forces us to face this dilemma. Life is full of contrasts, sometimes beautiful and sometimes terrible. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes it's really terrible. But... I promise there will also be so much beauty and we don't have to wait for the beauty to rise up after the hard things are over. We can see the beauty in the middle. We can get down in the gritty mess and still grow and allow it to change us for the better. We can still do things like make nourishing meals on the hard days and feed people and ourselves. We can go deep in our relationships and slow down and carve out time to spend authentic moments with each other and be kind to ourselves. We can keep choosing real. We can keep choosing to see the good and to see the beauty. This is the kindred life. So as you go about your daily life today, right where you are, here are a few prompts to reflect upon. I always want to make what I'm sharing here on the podcast practical for you. So grab a pen and paper to write these down or type them into your phone. What are some beautiful things that you've experienced lately? What are some terrible things? When you think about those terrible things, can you think of a glimmer of light breaking through 
some beauty that stood out in contrast to the hurt and the pain? How are you tempted to pad your life so it'll be safe from risk and you'll never have to experience pain again? How can you instead live more fully without fear, embracing the tension and choosing to live with joy today? This is a perfect transition into the part of the show where I share three simple joys and encourage you to do the same. And the whole point of this practice is that we can look at the small things in our lives with gratefulness that are kind of carrying us through our days. These are the things that are bringing joy or making us smile or breathing life into our everyday And stopping to see and notice those things is something that helps carry us through the harder times. I believe that when we make this a daily practice, when those hard times come, that's easier for us to see the blessings and the things that we're grateful for no matter what. So my first simple joy for this week is the very first zinnia bouquet of this season. So I have this fun little tradition with my youngest daughter that she gets to pick the very first zinnia flowers every single spring. We plant our zinnia flowers at the end of April. So the first blooms usually start showing up by the end of May. And it's always such a beautiful time here in Middle Tennessee. It's like warm, but not too hot yet. And I love the day when I walk out there and I see the very first zinnia buds opening. And the first flowers are usually like really tiny. They can fit in a bud vase, like the size of a quarter which makes it all the sweeter that we make a tiny bouquet out of them. So I always call my youngest daughter out of the house and she looks forward to it every year that we get to cut those and put them in a tiny little bud vase. And it's just the sweetest thing. So that is one of my simple joys. We got to experience that again this past spring, just just a few weeks ago. And now the zinnias are enormous. The second one I wanted to share with you guys is this new rose water and glycerin facial mist that I've been using, and it is heavenly. I got it on sale at Whole Foods during their body care sale they were having, and um, I think I had seen a friend post about this brand at another time. I think it's called Heritage Store, but it's really beautiful. You can see it's like a pink spray. It smells like roses. Um, I don't know why I'm really, really drawn to like rose essential oils. And I don't know. I'm just really drawn to that scent right now. I should probably look into why. There's probably some meaning there. But um, it's so refreshing. I just love, I spritz it on my face several times a day. And especially now in the heat, like every time I walk in my bathroom, I just spritz my face again. And it's just super refreshing. It can also set your makeup if you... um, put on makeup and spray it after but it also feels great just on a bare face or a sweaty face and now my daughters are both like uh mommy can we please go use your face mist so I finally um bought my older daughter her own little like travel size one but it's really great I love it super refreshing and just like the epitome of a simple joy like do I need it no but it brings me happiness and it brings me joy okay and then the third thing is just being able to move my body. I feel like I'm even more conscious of this as I get older and like into my 40s that 
as we get older, mobility is like one of the number one things. More than ever, I'm so conscious about taking care of myself, taking care of my body, and appreciating my body for what it does for me every single day. So the ways that I'm moving my body are taking walks at the creek across the street at our neighbor's house. And then I've been alternating between the Lindy Well app, which is my long time favorite for nine years now, um, a Pilates app. It used to be called The Balanced Life, but now it's um, called Lindy Well, and I love it so much. It has a workout for every type of mood that you have. Pilates has like literally changed my life. It has made my core so strong. It's given me so much stability and mobility, and I will do it for the rest of my life. I love it so much. Um, Another app that I've been trying is the Sweat app. So I actually found out about that on Instagram. I've been craving lately just some bigger movements, some more explosive movements, um, more cardio. I felt like I really needed that lately. Like my body needed kind of um, to alternate between the more low impact with a little bit more higher impact movements. And so I decided to try out the Sweat app. I love this app. It's like the perfect, um, they're like 28 minute high intensity or HIIT workouts. And I feel incredible after. I feel so strong and it feels so good to move my body in just a different way. It's just what my body needed and I'm listening to my body and doing what it needs. So definitely check it out. I will leave a link to that in the show notes and I will also leave a link to Lindy Well, which I, like I said, is my been my all-time favorite for nine years now. I hope that sharing my simple joys sparks something for you and that you can think of some simple joys in your life right now. This gratefulness practice will change you if you let it. So I hope that you'll join me. All right, friends, that's it for our time together today. But before we go, I would love to share a quote with you by Anne Lamott from her book, Help, Thanks, Wow. I love this book. It's a little gem of a book. I think I read the whole thing in a few days. And I also quoted part of it inside my own book, The Kindred Life. But in this quote from Help, Thanks, Wow, Anne Lamott says, Most of us figure out by a certain age, some of us later than others, that life unspools in cycles, some lovely, some painful, but in no predictable order. So you could have lovely, painful, and painful again, which I think we all agree is not at all fair. You don't have to like it, and you are always welcome to file a brief with the complaints department. But if you've been around for a while, you know that much of the time, If you are patient and are paying attention, you will see that God will restore what the locusts have taken away. And finally, I want to close by reading the full context of the Frederick Buechner quote that I shared at the very beginning of this episode. The grace of God means something like this. Here is your life. You might never have been, but you are because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Nothing can ever separate us. It's for you I created the universe. I love you. There's only one catch. Like any other gift, the gift of grace can be yours only if you'll reach out and take it. Maybe being able to reach out and take it is a gift too. 
so much for listening to this episode of the Kindred Life Podcast. I want you to know that your Kindred Life is worth it, and I'm cheering you on. If you love this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review so other people can find this podcast. You can always find me online at christinemariebailey.com, where you can also join my email community, The Kindred Letter, so you don't miss a thing. You'll also get several freebies for signing up for my email list, including the first chapter of my audiobook and some fun free guides. You can also follow along on Instagram at Organic Dean and at The Kindred Farm. See you next time.